Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to War on Weak Sauce. On today's podcast, we have two brothers far apart talking sports again. One in Cincinnati, one in Chicago. We'll be discussing the new MLB divisions and the NBA bubble. Please stay tuned. Today is Sunday morning, 9 a.m., and I have my little brother, Timmy. Timmy, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, so this will be our first sports uh, vignette here on War on Week Sauce. I'm ready to go, man. Fiona made some uh, steak uh, breakfast tacos this morning, and it hit the spot. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's 8 a.m., uh, over here, I know you're on Eastern Time Zone, so I haven't had my steak tacos yet. I'm usually around nine nine thirty. I eat. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. You're an hour behind us, and you probably were expecting my call an hour later. Sorry about that. Oh no problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So Timmy and I were Chicago guys. We grew up there. Um, when I was. 19, I left for the military, and I've kind of bounced around everywhere uh, since then. And now I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, where the Reds are all the craze out here. Um, Tim, like in Chicago, the Chicago Bears are are the big team out there. You really don't get to uh, pick your sports team in terms of football like you do with um, the White Sox or Cubs. You know, you grew up a Bears fan, similar to – Cincinnati, everybody's a big Reds fan out here. Um, there's a lot of rich tradition. They have a huge opening day parade generally, you know, prior to COVID. Um, yeah, but, you know, the Reds really haven't been valid since Ken Griffey left town, right? Uh, I think it's been a little bit longer than that, actually. Ken Griffey did. <laughs> I'm not sure Ken Griffey really later in his career did much for the Reds. Um, but they had a little bit of a uh, run there with Dusty Baker and Dusty, we trust you. Remember the Cubs? Oh yeah. Good old Dusty. He was a great manager and I don't know why they ran that guy out of town. Yeah. I mean, he, he had his run, like I said. So how does it feel to have sports back? You know, it's weird. You know, I was watching the game yesterday and, you know, it, they tried to, simulate fans in the stands and you know it's it, it was weird and, and you know they had like the crowd noise but um it's it's good to be able to watch sports and and be able to root for your team um it's just it's a different you know and it, it's it's not bad it's just you know I, you know I, when i watch a game on tv i'm like damn you know i need to go get tickets and go see a game and now it's like i gotta watch everything on tv or listen to it on the radio but Either way, you know, I'm glad sports are back, and um, I'm excited. I think the Cubs have a good lineup. Um, I think pitching is going to be an issue, but uh, every team has their flaws, but I'll tell you something. Um, the the Minnesota Twins looked really tough against the Sox uh, the past couple of days. They look like they got a really stellar lineup, and the acquisitions they made in the offseason um, make them a very scary team. Well, I'm not sure you um, watched the game on Saturday, yesterday, but the White Sox pulled out uh, a 10-3 to victory against the Twins. But I agree with you. The Twins seem to be the class of that division. Um, I'm glad you brought up the, um, the virtual fans. I don't know if you got to watch any of the White Sox game. Um, I didn't. It's hard to follow um, – Chicago baseball here in Cincinnati, unless you have some crazy great package for cable. But um, I heard at the uh, White Sox, Vassell had cardboard cutouts. Did you get a chance to see that? Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I watched the game on Friday. Me and uh, the family went out and had pizza. And we went and uh, watched. Uh, they had multiple screens up, and I seen the uh, ten to five loss that the Sox took on Friday, but, uh, yeah, the cardboard cutouts, uh, for 300 bucks, you could get a, a cutout of yourself, put in the stands and, 
Um, the money went to charity, so that's a good thing. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess uh, that's that's the new world we're living in, where you have to get a cardboard cutout of yourself to go watch a game. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Two things that come out of this pandemic that have really um, I, I that I love is uh, you know getting to spend more time with my family and the new baseball division lineup. Um, as you know, baseball decided to combine the two leagues. We got National and American League, and we have three divisions, the West, right. Central, and East. Timmy, my brother, you know what this means? This means the Cubs and the White Sox are in the same division. This means the inner city rivalry means something this year for the first time, I think, ever. What do you think about that? How are you feeling? You a little nervous? Uh, not really. I, I, You know, the Sox, I think, are still about a year away from really being valid. Um, they did they did a lot of acquisitions in the offseason, and a lot of them I like. Um, but I, I just think that they're a year away. You know, like with the Cubs in 2015, um, they weren't expected to go to the, the, uh, the National League uh, championship game. Um, but they did, and they weren't expected to. Um, now, can the Sox do that this year? I, I don't know. Um, it, it's going to take, you know, it's going to take them overcoming teams like the Cubs, who have, <clears throat> excuse me, they have um, the experience. You know, you got teams like the Twins that you're going to have to play, um, and I just don't think they have the experience. To, to push through and become the next team to break through and win a World Series. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I I think the Minnesota Twins are probably the class of this division. The Minnesota Twins looked really sharp last year when nobody really expected them to do anything. Um, broke the home run record. Yeah. Um, and they return most of their lineup and start uh, starting pitching. Um, I, as far as this, Timmy, I just want to put this out there. Timmy and I grew up together with brothers. He's a Cubs fan. I'm a White Sox fan. Um, that rivalry between us was hot and heavy when we were younger. As we got older, we kind of, you know, just, you know, uh, not necessarily rooted for each other's team, but didn't root against them to lose. Um, I think the White Sox, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of um, competition to win this league um, overall. But I think they have a really good chance at getting into the playoffs. I think the Cubs are really lacking with pitching. Um, They have a pretty strong lineup, uh, one to nine. Um, And you got – you got your buddy, the Thumper. Who is uh, – what's his name? Um, the left fielder for the Cubs. Oh, Schwarber. Schwarber. I mean, you guys have had a DH for the last three years, and you've been in the uh, the wrong division. I mean, you have the perfect guy right there, Schwarber, to uh, DH. Now, yeah, I read some – a really strong season, too. You know, Schwarber had a really good, good year last year. Um, hit over 30 homers and yeah you know he's he's ideal dh you know i don't think anybody ever expected him to come into the league and become a a catcher like he was supposed to be and after the knee injury they converted him over to left field and you know and and, you know and yesterday and and on friday he was playing in left field so um they didn't you know and, and the thing is the cubs have a couple catchers too you know and um, Contreras, I, I think they're going to platoon them as the uh, the DHs. Yeah, I read somewhere um, that Kyle Schwarber doesn't doesn't think of himself as a DH, or he doesn't want a DH every night. Know, Schwarber is, a, is an athlete. I mean, you know, he played football and baseball throughout his uh, uh, collegiate career, and. You know, and I don't think you know by any means he does. He thinks that he's just going to sit on the bench and get up and pick up a bat. He still wants to get out and you know be out in the field and playing baseball. Yeah, um, Kyle Schwarber played linebacker for the Indiana 
um, Hoosiers. He's an Indiana guy. Um, so yeah, I um, I'm excited to have baseball back. I think we can. I think you can hear it in both of our voices. I was reading here. Uh, ESPN um, had their highest rating in nine years uh, for opening day. Now, of course, that was just the opening day with uh, was it the Nationals and the Yankees. But uh, yeah. that's a that's a good sign. I know Fiona and I were super excited to even just get out of the house. Her and I went to opening day uh, at Fountain Square. It's um, Fountain Square is kind of like. I don't know, Grant Park in Chicago on a, you know, scale down quite a bit, obviously. It's a smaller city, but it's uh, it's a really nice place and uh, good atmosphere. And they had the, um, the game on the big big TV, and um, we, had a, we had a good time. We had some good pizza and enjoyed ourselves. It was nice to see the Reds pull out a win, 7-1 to opening day. It was good to see Joey Votto look like the Joey Votto three years ago. He's uh, one of the good guys in baseball, and um, I just like that he's uh, he's stuck with a team, you know, that hasn't been really in it um, all these years and uh, winning the MVP, I think, in 2012. So um, it was nice to see Joey Votto get a good start. Um, yeah, Joey Votto's a good guy. He's one of my favorite players, and you know he's he's a he's a surefire Hall of Famer. It's funny that you bring him up because um, there was an interview with Chris Bryant, um, and he had said that Joey Votto is his favorite player. You know, and he said that you know he's for whatever reason Joey Votto is, is somebody that he is uh, he he emulates to be. And yeah, he's just an all around good guy. I mean. he's Good on the field and off the field. He did a lot for the community and just an all-around good guy. Yeah, Joey Votto, um, you know, he, you guys over there on the north side of Chicago, you guys got one of the good guys, too, um, at first base. Um, help me out here, Tim. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Rizzo is a great guy. Anthony yeah. Rizzo. Anthony yeah. Rizzo and Joey Votto, for some reason, they, they they've had pretty uh, similar careers. Uh, although Joey Votto had a couple of seasons where he was just, you know, out of this world. I I don't think Anthony Rizzo's had one of those years, but they seem to be very comparable players. So it's interesting that you bring that up about um, Chris Bryant because I know him and him and Rizzo are real good friends uh, in the uh, in terms of uh, baseball. Um, so. Yeah, I like, you know, Anthony Rizzo, you know, I don't think he'll ever be on the trajectory that uh, that uh, Votto is. I mean, especially on the hitting side. I mean, their defense is comparable. But, you know, the thing about Rizzo is he's just he's this guy that is a uh, lightning uh, spark for the team, you know, and, and he's he's consistent, you know. He gets on base. He's going to hit 25, 30 home runs every year, but – um, you know, he's he's the kind of guy that pushes other guys behind him to be better, and um, he's the kind of guy you want leading your team. You know, and in the off season, Anthony Rizzo, I think he lost like 30 pounds. I don't know if you've seen him, but um, he doesn't look like the same guy. And I'm curious to see how that plays along during this 60 game season that we're going to have here. Yeah, he was struggling with a lot of back injuries. I think that had a lot to do with him um, going. Uh, I don't know if he's working out more or if he had some sort of one of those vegan diets or what he's up to. But, yeah, he does look a lot uh, leaner. Not that Anthony Rizzo ever looked out of shape, but he does look a lot leaner. Um, Have you been reading anything about um, uh, reports about, you know, like regarding to Tom Hanks? I guess he's uh, back to working for Peanuts, uh, ESPN reports. He's going to lend his voice as a vendor for the Oakland A's. Have you heard about no, that? No kidding. No, yeah. I didn't hear about that. Speaking of, good, huh? yeah, speaking of good guys, one of the good guys in Hollywood. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's got the perfect voice for it. You know, you think about, um, what was that, uh, 
movie he was in with the A League of Our Own, um, he would be perfect for it, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's no crying in baseball. I remember that thing. <laughs> that movie. There's no yeah. crying in baseball. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't think Tom Hanks can do anything wrong, actually. Um, yeah, you just don't want to end up with him uh, in one of his movies. You know, he, he either ends up alone on an island or, <laughs> you know, some rebels are taking over his ship. I mean, he just, these, these movies that he's in, it's like, I, you know what, I don't want to be one of the uh, co-stars in this thing. Yeah. All right, so here's the tough question, Tim. I'm going to ask you to pick your winners for each division. We have the West. We have the Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants, the A's, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, and Mariners. Who you got for the West, Tim? You know, the Dodgers, how do you go wrong with that lineup? I mean, I just top to bottom, I think one through 12. Hell, one through 15, I mean, they just, they are so deep. They got the pitching. And, you know, every year I say the Dodgers, but I this year has got to be the year for these guys. Yeah, um, I think the Dodgers are probably, you know, most people's pick. It seems to be an easy pick the last couple of years. I also don't sleep on the athletics for whatever reason. They always seem to be the dark horse of uh, the West. Well, they came uh, they, out of nowhere last year, you know. Nobody yeah. expected them to do much last year. Yeah, you know, I just I have a hard time picking against that lineup of the Dodgers. I it, 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 I'm not falling asleep on the on the A's, and you know, baseball is funny, um, but I yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, Billy Bean always seems to uh, uh, pull something out of his hat, you know. Um, mid-season and make some crazy trade that um, everybody looks at sideways and three years later it seems to be um, a pretty decent trade. You think about a couple of years ago when the when the uh, Cubs sent Samarja to um, to the Athletics for um, uh, the shortstop. Oh yeah, Edison Russell. Yeah, Addison Russell. Um, I mean, for three years, people kept thumping the A, uh, Billy Bean for that trade. And, um, you know, it, Addison Russell, you know, didn't really turn out to be much for the Cubs. Uh, you know, you have Javier Baez, he's a stud and just kind of. Um, yeah, but he came from the previous regime that, you know, a lot of people talk about Javier Baez, but. That was not a Theo guy. Um, yeah, that was yeah. a Jim Hendry guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you know, you know, your your prototypical player that Theo's looking for is more of your uh, get on base guy. Uh, you know, move move station to station and and play defense, and and that is just not Javier Baez. But I mean, I how do you not love that guy? I mean, you know, every time he gets up to the plate. You, you, you know something special is about to happen, but um, yeah, no, you know Addison Russell, he he was supposedly going to be the next Barry Larkin, but you know he had all the the personal issues and everything. I think kind of got in the way of everything, and I think that there's still some baseball left in him, but it's just unfortunate uh, it's not going to be with the Cubs. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about how those personal issues can really. Um, yeah, we're in the career of uh, athletes. I mean, even if they're not in trouble, just, you know, the mental anguish of coming to the park every day, dealing with these personal issues. Javier Baez, yes, I agree with you. He is, I mean, I'm a Sox fan, true and tried, but Javier Baez is one of my favorite players in baseball. Um, Tim, our father comes from Puerto Rico. He's a Puerto Rican uh player. Uh, I root for him over and over again. I think the knock on Javi's always been the great, uh, great defender. He's the greatest tag man in baseball. Like, you know, the catcher throwing to second, um, you know, if, if Javi has any shot at it, you know, the, the runner's out. Um, 
I think the knock on Javi early in his career was plate discipline. I think he still struggles with that a little bit, you know, swinging at pitches he shouldn't necessarily be swinging at. What do you think? Is has he clean? I didn't get a chance to watch. Like I said, I'm living here in Cincinnati now. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of Cubs baseball last year. Was he able to clean up some of that last year? And do you see well, that you know, going forward? You know, Javier Baez was the number one guy for swinging at the first pitch and missing all of last year. And I don't think you want to. You don't want the guy to change his approach. Javier Baez is who he is, you know, and yeah, he's going to swing and miss and yeah, he's going to strike out, but the big plays, you know, it's the bottom of the ninth. I got two outs and I'm down by two runs and I got two guys on base. I want Baez at the plate. You know, he's, he's electric. It it seems like he comes through in big moments and um, that's the kind of guy you just can't change. And they, and they tried throughout his career. And last year, they kind of just they, they said, you know what, we can't we can't change this guy's approach. We got to let Javier Baez be Javier Baez. And you know, and with missing the last month of baseball, he still hit over 30 home runs, and uh, I think he had 80 something RBIs. He might have been 90 something RBIs. So. He's gonna give you. He's gonna give you the production. You just gotta kind of just let him be himself out there at the plate. Um, can he make some adjustments here or there? Yeah. Um, you know, not swinging at the high stuff or the low and away stuff, and more plate recognition. But I don't think you, you want him to try to be, you know, this on base guy that you know that Theo and and and, and that that they preach because he's just not that guy. Yeah. His um. His personality is quite infectious. Um, he's one of those guys that's going to um, get the attention of the team and um, just kill it. Um, so we kind of got a little bit off track, and that's my fault. I was uh, – we were picking the West, and um, you picked the Dodgers. I said don't sleep on the athletics. I know everybody wants to write off the Astros and they're the bad guy in baseball right now, but um, don't, you know, don't count them out either. Who do you got for the central, Tim? I know your heart tells you the Cubs, but who do you really got? You know, we have the Cubs, the White Sox, the Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, and Tigers. Who got for the central, Tim? Well, you know, we we I brought up uh, I brought up the Twinkies several times in the, on the call here, and I you know I, I think top to bottom they have the best roster, um, but I also think that they're you know they're probably going to win the division, but you know eight teams are going to go to this playoff. Um, so I think the Sox and Cubs, I think they're both going to make the playoffs this year, but I I. Don't see them getting past the, the Minnesota Twins. I really don't. Well, um, I think if you and, – and I think the dark horse here in the Central is the Reds. Um, again, I know that they haven't been much over the last 10 years, and um, I have a lot of friends here in Cincinnati, and maybe they're, you know, pumping me up in uh, – you know, making me believe a little bit of this red uh, re reinvigoration yeah, here. Now with some homers there, Ben. <laughs> um, but I would say another dark horse here in this uh, division would be the the Cardinals. You can never count them out. They remind me a lot of the Minnesota Twins uh, when we had two di- two different central divisions. You know. Um, so I, I would say the Cardinals, I know they've been a thorn in the Cubs side for the last two decades. Um, I know the Cubs have had the better of the Cardinals. Um, I would say the last, I would say 16, 15, 16, 17, right? And the 18, 19, I think Cardinals. You know, don't sleep on the Brewers either. You know, the Brewers are going to be tough, a tough out too. You know I mean? Um, I think where they're going to struggle is, is their starting pitching. Um, they got a decent bullpen, but the Brewers lineup, man, it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think 
you're right. But I wouldn't call the Brewers necessarily a sleeper. I think a lot of people pick them to win the division. My thing with the Brewers are they, you know, they they kind of fizzle out, you know, at the very end of the season, and then there's a firestorm, and then they start trading um, people. They may have the best player in baseball, Kristen Yelich. Um, so yeah. Yeah, 2018 I, I, MVP, you know, I, and I, people, a lot of people said he should have been the MVP last year. Yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, uh, so your your pick for the central is the is the Twins, the Minnesota the Twins. Twins. Yeah, I think they're going to run away with the division, to be honest. Okay, so my heart says the Chicago White Sox, but if I had to be. <laughs> If I if I had to be realistic too, I would say the Twins are going to run away with that division. Uh, we have the East now. We have the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, the Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, and Marlins. Now the Nationals won the World Series last year. Um, they didn't look uh, they didn't look too good coming out. Um, uh, opening yeah, they had a really against. rough first half last year, and uh, the second half they 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 put some things together and um, they brought that that momentum right into the playoffs. I mean, nobody expected the Nationals to do anything last year, especially after trading away their best player. Um, but yeah, I, it just goes to show that baseball is funny. You know, it's not like basketball where you. Um, you know who the teams are that, you know, like, you know, the LA Lakers are going to go to the championship, you know, because they got LeBron James. And, um, but it, baseball's funny. It, it, you, you get, you get hot at the right time and you can bring that into the playoffs and just, you know, and win a world series. But you got to have the pitching. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know what, what pitching's going to look, you know, look like this year? You, you think about it; it's a shortened season, sixty games. Um, you know, our managers going to manage pitchers differently now. Um, you know, are you going to be able to, you know, send a pitcher every four days as opposed to every five days? Um, just something. I, it's the unknown, and so it's really hard to kind of, um, you know. I mean, yeah, you can't go on a, see a lot of six-man rotations. I, I really do because, um, you know, you're going to tax your bullpens. And, you know, I, yesterday I'm watching um, Hugh Darvish pitch, and, you know, they said, oh, well, we're going to let him go about 80, 85 pitches. And it's, you know, usually you'll see pitchers, you know, they're on a pitch count, but, you know, 100, 120 pitches. But it seems like, you know, with the, the shortened uh, summer Preseason, I, I don't even know what you'd call that—the three weeks that they had before the start of the season. But you know, I, they didn't—they didn't get to to get really stretched out. So um, I think the beginning of the season, you're going to see, you know, six-man rotations. If, if um, I, I know the Cubs have, you know, six legitimate starters on their on their squad, so uh, you can probably expect to see that. I know I've heard that, um, but. I, a four-man rotation, I don't, I can't see that because, you know, you're gonna you're gonna wear out those arms, um, and you might start seeing some injuries pop up. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a shortened season. That's that that was my thought on that. And you know, four-man rotation, you'd have two guys and the bullpen to help out. Um, it's just like a like I said again, it's a sixty-game season. You know, there's no room for a 10-game slide, you know, slide in this season. You know, you, you lose, you know, 8 to 10 games, and you could, you know, probably most likely say goodbye to your season. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to go who, – who you got? Who you got in the East, Tim? You know, the Yankees look tough. Um I think Baltimore is going to pull this thing out. I really do. I like their lineup. Um, and I just, I think that, you know, the last couple of seasons, they, they haven't done what I think people have expected them to do, but I think they have the pitching and I think they have the hitting um, to win that division. 
Baltimore, huh? That's a that's a bold statement there, Tim. I like it though. Because yeah, don't sleep on them. They're gonna. I think they're gonna do it this year. Well, I got you on record here now, pal. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You did. I, I like that because with the West, you went with the favorite and the Dodgers, and Central, you kind of went with the favorite with the Twins, and the East, you just pulled out a super dark horse. Um, I'm gonna go with the Yankees, man. I think yeah. we're gonna. I, you know, they, they're tough. Um, they How do you have, ever count out the Yankees? You right? You know, they they always seem every every few years to rebuild that thing, and uh, yeah, they looked really good last year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Yankees um, winning that uh, division. I would say, um, I don't know. I I never know what to think about the Phillies. You know, um, I don't know if Bryce Harper's gonna have a bounce back year. Um, he didn't have a bad year necessarily. He just didn't have a Bryce Harper type of year. So we'll see what Bryce Harper does. Um, as far as the East, I'm, I don't really know a whole lot about um, these teams. I, I know the Yankees. I know yeah, the, the Nationals. Cleveland Indians. You know, I, I spent a couple of years in Cleveland, and uh, you know, they no the, the Indians, Indians are, are still going to be a tough tough team to play. The Indians are in the Central this year. Oh, they they're in the Central? Yeah, I they were going to the East. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, they were originally when they were putting these teams together, the Indians and the Reds were were projected to go to the East, but okay. they ended up putting I, I them thought in the because Central. they were Northeast Ohio, they they'd be in the Eastern Division. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Real yeah. close to Pittsburgh. Mhm. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the NBA bubble, Tim. Um, okay. Uh, what did what did what have you seen come out of this bubble? I mean, I know there's a lot of teams on uh, on uh, social media complaining about their lunch and dinner. Um, they have a hotline you can call a a, a snitch line, if you will. If yeah. a if a player gets caught outside of the bubble, you can call this hotline, and that player has to sit out two weeks. Uh, my mm-hmm. thought is, what if uh, LeBron James is caught or a Kawhi Leonard's caught out of town um, in the playoffs? They have to sit down for two weeks. That completely changes everything. Um, how does Vegas deal with uh, a snitch line? You know, if Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James is not playing for their team uh, for two weeks, you can count them out. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I think that those types of players, the Kawhi Leonard, the LeBron James, those are the guys that are going to be policing their teams, right? I don't think you're going to see LeBron James at a bar Louie and get caught because think about it. You know, people are going <laughs> to see a LeBron James. You know they're gonna they're gonna have them on Instagram and on their Twitter and saying, "Oh my God, LeBron James!" You know, but I, and 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 also come on, Timmy, you don't not gonna, he's not gonna let the, the the guy at the bottom of the bench go out and do anything. You know, I I think that they're gonna self police, and those are the guys that are gonna be the ones that do it. You know, come so, on, Timmy, you can't picture LeBron and Bronny out on at Disney World. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I no, I totally agree with you. I. I think guys like LeBron, especially LeBron, you know, this is so huge for his legacy. Um, he's uh, he's up there. If people want to can call him the goat now, and uh, you know, no, he was not. Uh, yeah, he's got well, a little bit di- before he's a That's goat. a different discussion for a different day. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think LeBron is going to be caught out. Um, I, I think a lot of the leaders in these uh, in these ball clubs, whether it be Giannis, whether it be Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, these guys take championships seriously. Uh, they're not they're not here to score 40 at night and collect MVPs. They want championships. They want they want rings. So I well, you know, the thing too is that being in the bubble in in the you know the the restart of the NBA to me, I I don't see them. Um, not losing players to COVID because, you know, there's a huge spike in Florida. 
um, they can they can try to keep this thing contained as best as possible and keep these teams in these facilities. But think about the contact that you have in, in basketball. And I, I just I find it very hard that there are not going to be cases of COVID, and this is going to lead to some players having to sit out uh, for you know a couple weeks, and then um, I mean hell, if it happens in the playoffs, I mean it it, it seems like that's going to shape how this this restart goes to me yeah well it's a you think about i mean lebron is 37 no Uh, no no no. he's 33 i think let me double check on lebron james i think he's yeah he's not 37 he well i got my 33 i got my my producer fiona uh checking on that yeah check on that one um, no, uh, 35. Okay. We'll split, we're okay. splitting hairs here. Um, so LeBron's 35 and if they canceled the NBA season this year, that's a lot. I mean, he's at the end of his career, right? He's got, what is LeBron guy? He's got three rings. Yeah. Three rings. Yeah. Three rings. So, I mean, if you're chasing Michael, you know, and you need more than three rings. Kobe had five. Um, you know, yeah, magic. at this point, I think he's chasing Kobe, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and the thing about Mike and Kobe is, you know, they, they stayed with the same team, you know, and LeBron's bounced around. So, you know, this is, this is probably his final destination here in LA. And, and this is, this is where his legacy will end. I think. I don't think you can knock LeBron from changing teams necessarily, other than the heat, he didn't go. Um, he didn't go to a, like a ready-made team. Um, you know, he spent all those years in Cleveland as the only guy. Then he went to the Heat. You know, with Chris Bosh and Wade, and uh, there was, you know, there's a ready-made championship team. But other than that, I don't think you can knock LeBron for moving around because, you know, he went back to the Cleveland Cavaliers and they had um, Kyrie Irving who you know, is kind of a material, uh, he's a material guy. He's he's very difficult to work with. A lot of uh, players don't seem to mesh well with him, but yeah, he had, he had Kyrie Irving. He went to the Lakers and they had a really poor squad last year. He had Um, Kevin Love too in Cleveland. Don't forget about Kevin Love. Kevin Love. They they trade, they traded away all the, all the, the, their uh, Wiggins. So aspects. Wiggins Wiggins was their yeah, first Wiggins. round pick, and they sent yeah. Wiggins to Minnesota for Kevin Love. You're right. Um, so yeah, they had a pretty decent squad. Um, I guess my thought is the way the NBA is now. You know, people are bouncing around team to team. Um, they they're they're not going to sit on a team you know, for their whole career while a organization doesn't put anything around them. You you think about Anthony Davis sitting in New Orleans for, you know, the first half of his career while they did nothing. They gathered DeMarcus, uh, you know, worn down DeMarcus Cousins for one year at the end of his career. Other than that, you know, they didn't do much to help him. Um, So I think you're going to see a lot of, players in the next 10 years dictate where they go and so I don't think LeBron at the, in the grand scheme of things when we look back at his career five ten years after he retires I don't think we're going to look at him and say well LeBron had a bounce around team to team you know Kobe's one of the last of a generation who stuck it out in LA tried and true. LA put a team around Kobe constantly though so that's kind of a hard and Kobe thought about coming to Chicago if you remember there for a little while he yeah, even was pricing homes true. and everything the, so, the, the, the Bulls didn't want to give up Lou all dang of all yeah. people Lou all dang you know and Kobe yeah. would have been in Chicago it's crazy uh, I, yeah I, I don't know I think when I think back to that I, I'm not sure if Kobe was just calling um, the Lakers bluff or what it was, but yeah, if if the, if those stories are true, and Lou Alding would have brought um, Kobe Bryant to Chicago, um, shame on the Bulls uh, front office for not making that happen. 
So um, who do you got, Tim? We have this Orlando bubble again. It's, it, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a strange thing. They're playing games and basically – It's a 20-team playoff, again. right? Yes, uh, and, and it starts tonight. Um, we have yeah. – um, let's see here. Saturday uh, – it starts tonight. You have um, the 76ers at Oklahoma – the Phoenix Suns at Boston. And, again, these are all in a bubble, but they still have a home and away teams. You have Indiana at Dallas. You have uh, Portland Trailblazers at Toronto. Houston at Memphis. Who do you have coming out of the East, Tim, and who do you have coming out of the West for the finals? I'm going to say out of the out of the East, I'd have to say the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they, they play defense. You got, you got Giannis there. Um, I, I, I like the Bucks. Okay. Uh, out of the the West, ah, it's so tough to pick against LeBron. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Lakers, but I want to pick the Houston Rockets. Houston, huh? Yeah, nope. you know, I, no I, I love like for Houston. the Clippers, huh? No love for the Clippers. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't see the Clippers being that team that can overcome uh, LeBron and his greatness. Well, here's my pick for the West. I pick Los Angeles Clippers. I think, I think they're a lot deeper. You have, you have the big two there with. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul George hasn't been very healthy. I know he struggled with some injuries, a shoulder and an and an ankle. Um, I think if Paul George can pull things together and, and become that big two, like you got Anthony Davis and LeBron, and on the other side of town, uh, the Lakers. I think, I think the the and, and don't count out Lou Williams. You know, like Lou Williams is a scrappy little defender. Um, you know, he will uh, he will get in your face and aggravate you uh, and throw you off your game. So I think the I think the Clippers have a deeper bench. I think if uh, Paul George can pull it together, and um, I th- I want to say the the uh, the Clippers, but I, I agree with you. It's hard <laughs> it's hard to go against LeBron, especially. And uh, with uh, all I think the you know you, you're, you're talking about Paul George here now. You know Paul George played beside one of the the greats uh, last year in OKC, and they couldn't put it together. Uh, you know I get it. Kawhi Leonard plays defense, um, and he's a great defender. But so I, does I Paul just, George. Don't forget. Don't sleep on Paul George. Paul okay. George is a great on-ball defender too. He can defend yeah. the wing. So you got three guys. That can lock down. Le- well, you got two and a half guys that can lock down LeBron there at, when they're on the top of their game. Paul George. I don't think anybody can lock down LeBron. Can you? Can you? Can you aggravate him? Can you? You know, make him not be able to take the shots he wants to take. Yes, but I don't think anybody can lock down LeBron. Well, if anybody can, do especially it, when you got Anthony Davis over there too. You know, Anthony Davis is is a premier player, top five player in the NBA. I think you could argue Anthony Davis, the first half of the NBA season prior to the pandemic, was the MVP. I don't disagree with you there one bit. Um, I would, I, but I, I got to go with the Clippers. I think uh, Paul. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Kawhi Leonard can. If anybody can lock down LeBron, Kawhi Leonard can do the best. Um, and he's a two-way player. He uh, he, he plays offense as well as he does defense. LeBron sleeps on defense. Early in his career, he was a great on-ball defender. Um, he is now more of a offensive threat and, and distributor, um, and he's got the big man in the middle. So, yeah, it's, a tough, it's tough. Um, I, I would like to see a seven-game series between the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, but I you can't have that. awesome. Yeah. So um, out of the out of the uh, East, though, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Um, I think Brad Stevens. He's a very cerebral guy. He's very disciplined in his coaching, and he has the right. I think he has the right team this year. I think Kyrie Irving um, was not 
the Brad Stevens kind of guy. I don't think he, um, you know, is very disciplined and is uh, in receiving coaching. Um, that's been kind of a knock on his career. And so I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics uh, coming out of the East. I think they will. Um, I think I think they will uh, come out of the East. So I think you'll have the Clippers and the Boston Celtics. And for my MVP and NBA MVP, I got to go with LeBron. Um, I think he could give it to Giannis or LeBron. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go nuts if Giannis got it or LeBron. Uh, I think LeBron will will win the MVP. I think he definitely deserves it. Um, and I have a dark horse for my NBA Finals MVP. I'm going to go with Lou Williams. Um, it's not – I know it's crazy. It's kind of like your Orioles pick for the East. But um, I don't think it's completely un- – Lou Williams. Yeah, he's a – I don't know, crafty little guy. Well, he still got to get. They still got to get to the finals. Yeah. Well, that's who I picked for my for my (laughs) NBA finals. Who Who do you got, Tim? Who's your MVP for the NBA? I'm going Giannis, 100. You know, I think LeBron's candle is burning at the wick right now, and 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 there's not much left. I don't think in the tank, and and the new NBA is going to be Giannis. You know, I, I think Giannis is going to be the next LeBron James. He he really peaked last year, um, and then, you know, at the start of the NBA season, he just looked unstoppable. Um, and I, I just I, I don't see that stopping. I see him continuing to grow. Um, he's got a little playoff experience under his belt from last year, and I think he's going to carry that over into this season. And, and um, I, I Bucks are a hard out, man. I really think they're a hard out. And uh, you know the Celtics. Uh, you know they're always in the conversation just because of their head coach and, and how he can manipulate pieces and and get guys that fit his system. And um, but I I just don't think they have the talent to overcome the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, well that's fair enough. I I, I think that's a a pretty popular pick. I think most people think. I think a lot of people, believe it or not, um, I've heard a lot of people say. They expect the Raptors to come out of the East. I know they they're a good club and they got hot, but I just I mean, at the end of the day, when you're going five seven games and I uh, series with a team, I think I think talent is going to ultimately win out. And I don't yeah, think I mean, they have enough know, the talent. NBA is, the NBA is about stars. You got to have stars. You got to have you got to have players. And it's the easiest sport to predict who's going to go to the finals. It, it really is. You know, I said that earlier. You know, you know, you know who's going to be in. You know who's going to be in the picture. You know, it's it's the L.A. Lakers, it's the Houston Rockets, it's the uh, L.A. Clippers because they got the stars. You know, when you got you got the star players, and that's a problem the Bulls have had for years. They cannot get a star to come to Chicago. So they're they're stuck in this rut where they're trying to draft guys and develop guys and then and then you know by the time you draft a guy you develop a guy he goes to a different team because he doesn't want to be on that team you know and he wants to go play with his buddies or he wants to play in Florida you know with in Miami or in L A where the weather's beautiful all season you know and so yeah the NBA is about stars and that's that's who's going to be in the finals and you know if you don't have the stars you can forget about it. So you have the Bucks and the the Lakers. Lakers. Who yep. do you got winning? Who do you got winning? I think the Lakers are going to win. Uh, they got ah, the LeBron power. gets his fourth ring, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it, you know, because of all the goat conversation. And, you know, I'm a, you know me, I'm a huge MJ fan, and I hate the comparisons because there there's just no comparison. But yes, I, I think the Lakers have have the star power to. To, to pull it out in this, you know, this shortened uh, playoff season here that we're going to see. And, you know, I'm just excited, man. Sports are back. And, you know, we're going to have, like, a sports, like, overload because, you know, football is right around the corner, too. And as these uh, sports are going into their playoffs, you know, baseball and basketball, we're going to have football, too. It's like every day we're going to have something to watch. It's crazy. Yeah. So who's your MVP? So is LeBron done your Finals MVP as well? 
Yes, yes. I, I think I think LeBron is just the Finals MVP. Okay. The MVP of the of, I don't know. Are they going to do a, a season MVP as well, or is it? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. they, this is just yeah. a, this isn't an abbreviated MB, NBA season like M, MLB. They just are kind yeah. of finishing it up. So I have one more question before I let you go, Tim. Are we going to have okay. football in 2020? I I don't see how you don't have football. I you know if you can play basketball, you can play football. I, that's my opinion. You know, um, yes, it's a contact sport. It's probably we're not going to have stands, the people in the stands, but I, I there's going to be football. Um, you can't you know you can't say you can play basketball, but you can't play football. So I think there's going to be football. Um, I think there might be some different rules and things put in place for safety of players. Uh, as you're seeing in the um, baseball and basketball, but I, I don't see how you don't play football. Yeah. Well, I think football is just such a contact sport, and I don't know how they could play football in a bubble like uh, the NBA. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I, I don't. I, I think we will have football. I think we'll, the NFL will have football. I don't know what college football will look like. And um, that's that. That's a host of uh, problems for the NFL as well yeah. because yeah. then who are you drafting? You know, like you didn't get to see a you know a 2020 um, college football season. You know, Trevor Lawrence does he go number one if we don't have the season still? Um, who knows? But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, and uh just uh wanted to wrap this up. I appreciate uh you coming on uh so early with me this morning and talking sports for the podcast. Uh, next podcast, um, Tim, we will uh we'll have the GOAT discussion. We'll have the LeBron versus MJ uh discussion. All right, I'm gonna get all my facts and all my <laughs> stats and everything ready to go for you. Do your homework, son, because I'm coming yes, for I you. Will. I'm coming All for right. you. Okay. Right. Good Thank you, me. Timmy. You have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to War on Weak Sauce. Catch our next episode where we talk to Angela Newcomb, who is the wife of an Army infantry soldier who suffers with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury and what their life is like and how they battle the ups and downs.